everyone, my name is Teresa Holmesy and you're listening to the special Earth Week podcast series. This is our second year series return, so I'm excited to be back at CM Life as a guest host. Um, last year for this podcast, we explored different types of sustainability, and if this is all new to you, I would highly encourage you to check it out. Um, that being said, this year I'm hoping to explore sustainable solutions, especially relating to collective a- action. Uh, Maddie, thanks for joining me today. Um, would you be able to tell a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do? Um, yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me on, Teresa. I really appreciate the opportunity to speak. Um, so my name is Maddie Thomas. Uh, I'm a senior here at Central Michigan University, um, studying political science and cultural and global studies. Um, I've been a civic educator on campus for about two years now. I run a program through the Volunteer Center called Central Civics, where we focus on um, building civic and political skills through workshops, panels, and discussions, um, really trying to bridge the gap between the volunteering that our office normally deals with and that civic engagement piece. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, so um, civic engagement is why I've invited you here. Um, it's especially relevant uh, to me uh, personally, um, but the environment, people, and pretty much everything else. Um, but before we dive any deeper into um, how that all relates, uh, could you define what we're talking about when we say civic engagement? Yeah, yeah, of course. So when I like to you know, speak to people that have never heard the term before, I normally say civic engagement is very, very broad. It encompasses a ton of different behaviors, mostly anything that you're doing to help your community or to solve community problems can be considered civic engagement. Um, Two of the main forms of civic engagement are uh, electoral civic engagement and non-electoral civic engagement. So electoral civic engagement is anything related to politics. So that's going to be voting, that's going to be running for maybe an elected office or volunteering with someone who's in an elected office um, in a campaign. And then those non-electoral forms of civic engagement can be anything like volunteering. It can even be as simple as reading the newspaper or helping out a neighbor. Really anything that's helping your community and solving a problem that is considered civic engagement. Yeah, and I mean, it makes sense that it's so broad um, because it is so undefined. I mean, even the two words civic engagement. And so I really like how um, you sort of focus on the connecting uh, people to their community um, and understanding it as a sense of involvement. Um, Do you find that having it be uh, so broadly defined is somewhat empowering? Yeah, no, of course. I think um, the reason that it you know, the scholars that try to define it uh, made it broad is because there's a place for everyone in that. You know, our, your community, there's no one way to be a member of it. So because civic engagement is broad, you're able to have all sorts of different ways that people are interacting with each other and with the community and with their surrounding environment. So um, it is empowering. Yeah, it, it allows people to find out what they're good at and what they care about and then engage in the community directly in that way. So yeah, I think I think it's very empowering. Yeah, I would say so for myself as well. Um, and I kind of wanted to hear from you um, on like a more personal note. What motivates you to be civically engaged? Oh, that's a good. That's a good question. That's a really good question. It tricks people up. I've asked <laughs> this question before, and you know, it, so take it. Take some. Take it some seconds to think if you yeah. need them. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of always tell the same story. Um, so I grew up um, in a household where both my parents were public school teachers. And I remember being, I think when I was 13 years old, I 
for the first time saw my parents uh, putting on their red uh, MEA union shirts to go pick it outside of their school uh, before classes started that day because of something that the current uh, administration had done that really, really made them very angry. <laughs> and so I remember at a very young age, I started thinking about what my role is in my community and my role in our government. And so, you know, growing up, I kind of always knew I wanted to go into politics in one way or another. Um, and when I got to college, you know, I had that political science major determined. I was like, yes, I want to work in government. I want to help people like my parents. I want to help folks that sometimes are represented at the political level. And I started to think, how, what, what way can I make a difference? I, I, there were so many issues to tackle, so much going on in our world that seems wrong. And at the end of the day, every single time I would try to figure out, you know, what I wanted to really spend my time doing, all I can think of, well, none of it's going to matter if we don't have good voting systems. If there isn't a um, representative democracy at the core of you know, our institutions, then no matter what we do or what we say, isn't going to have an impact. So that kind of got me into uh, this civically engaged uh, mindset that I have is I wanna be civically engaged to you know, advocate for um, other folks to be civically engaged and kind of fight for um, a representative and fair voting system. And that really, that really starts with as many people as we can caring about our government and caring about our voting and wanting us to have a good democracy. So I guess that's why I'm civically engaged. My parents, yeah. I guess, is the answer. <laughs> Go drawing it all the way to the beginning. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great answer, and I love the story that comes with it. Um, I think that what you said there, um, civic engagement really embodies the power in numbers mm -hmm. um, idea right. and um, sort of taking that and then connecting it um, to the environment and I obviously come from a background of sustainability being my buzzword mm -hmm. whereas yours is civic engagement yes. <laughs> um, but bridging those things connecting all of them together um, in environmental discourse a lot people want to focus on what individuals are doing mm -hmm. and so um, I think that's great I think it's really important mm -hmm. I think it's necessary for ourselves to look internally and think about what we can be doing better um, as consumers, as um, just people, as individuals, right? Um, but civic engagement is about collective action, mm -hmm. correct? Right, yeah. And so how would you say that that um, relates to uh, the spirit of Earth Day? <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, you know, the reason that I like to, like you said, use civic engagement, it's my buzzword, I guess, so much and advocate it so intensely all the time is because at the end of the day, we have a system set up, our democracy is set up to be representative. And when people don't care about what's going on in our government, unfortunately, people are going to do things that aren't in the best interest of not even the majority, but just everyday people. They're, they're not going to advocate for the things that are actually going to help, you know, our, our communities and our planet be, have longevity. You know, people are, people are greedy. And if we don't pay attention to what they're doing and stand up to what they're doing, unfortunately, things are going to fall through the cracks. So, you know, on Earth Day is a time to think about, you know, what can we do as individuals? Yes, like you said, that is important. Um, you know, making sure you do take the steps to make yourself um, a sustainable person. But on the other end, you know, at the end of the day, 
if we're not paying attention to what our leaders are doing, if we're not paying attention to the laws that are being passed, and we're not reading our newspapers, and we're not attending our, you know, city commission meetings, um, we're not going to have the mechanisms that we need to hold the people accountable that are really hurting our planet. You know, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not an environmental studies person or a science person, so I don't know, can't tell you everything that's wrong with our planet right now. But um, I know that a lot of the stuff that is going wrong is because of um, people that have power that are making decisions that aren't affecting, um, that aren't um, in the best interest of our community. So on Earth Day, I think it's important to really think about how, not just you're sustainable, but how are you civically engaged? How is how are your sustainability, um, you know, values, I guess, <laughs> exemplified through the ways in which you are civically engaged? Um, so yeah, I think, you know, it, it, all of that. <laughs> I don't know. It connects. It connects. Yeah. It, connects. It, it is... It you can't you can't have um, sustainability without civic engagement. I mean, we probably wouldn't have many of the um, laws we have now if people didn't stand up and call out stop and injustice when it did happen. So. Yeah, and I, I like that you brought that up because the very Earth Day, um, yeah, it, that yeah. happened. It, it happened in nineteen seventy, and it happened as a result of hundreds of thousands of people getting together and rallying for. Um, a change and during the the late 60s and the 70s that's when we saw this huge influx of environmental laws something that um, has not followed since then like we haven't had that big of an influx of environmental protection laws the EPA was founded all sorts of um, different departments um, were made to ensure uh, that the environment would be protected and so um, those systems today um, are somewhat flawed and they could use um, improvements. So I like that accountability piece that you brought in as well, mm -hmm. because it's not just a matter of setting up the infrastructure. Mm -hmm. It's about following through with it. And making sure that, you know, those systems are still working as they were intended to work. You know, even behind those mass protests, like you referenced in the 70s, behind that, the, every person there, there was probably hundreds, hundreds of other people that were, you know, contacting their city commissioners were calling their state reps were reading their news making sure that they were you know understanding what was going on and the gravity of the situation mm -hmm. and so yeah there is that accountability and it takes many different forms and um for a lot of times it, it means we have to people have to take the streets you know you have to go and pow, there's power in numbers so mm -hmm. um yeah it's you gotta hit the ballot boxes you gotta you gotta hit the ballot box you know you've seen the lines you know not to bring in too much voter suppression, but, you know, you see the lines, you know, there's unjust laws, people are still out there. I, um, I know there was a county in Georgia where people waited eight hours to vote, um, and strength in numbers, they, mm -hmm. it, it is really powerful. Yeah, and I mean, that shows, that's a testament to what they really believe yeah. in, um, and as well as overcoming all the obstacles to pursue those, those solutions, so, um, when I personally think of civic engagement, I see it as the framework through which we implement and pursue solutions. Mm -hmm. um, sustainability for me is all solutions advocacy based. Mm -hmm. um, and so that requires being able to get together and do things um, in a way that's that encourages systemic change. Right. Um, because the only way we're going to solve these global issues is through um, large 
Uh, I know that grassroots is sort of a cliche, but, um, but it's going to take, it's, true. it's going to yeah. take movements, um, and it's going to, it's going to take a lot, right. and that's what happened in the original Earth Day, and so, um, it was a motive for me to use this podcast as an opportunity to talk about that, mm-hmm. um, because Earth Day, the original intent has sort of been watered down mm-hmm. a little bit, I mean, people put a green sticker on something and mm-hmm. they call it Earth Day, right? Yeah. Whereas the original Earth Day, that resulted in a bunch of change. I mean, it, it raised awareness, um, but also we have Earth Day and all those people um, to thank for better standards on our water and our mm-hmm. air. Um, and we have certain contaminants um, are restricted. Um, things that would negatively impact human health are being limited. And so I think that that's also a huge piece that sometimes goes um, kind of unnoticed and mm-hmm. we don't really talk about that. Would you agree with that or am I making a generalization? No, here? I think that I think that, that is uh, a re- really true. I, I think a lot of times, you know, and even I've fallen victim to it, when I think of sustainability in my own life, um, you know, it's, oh, I got to make sure I carry my metal straw around with me. I got to make sure that I am, you know, uh, donating every single piece of clothing that I have. You know, all those things are good. They're important. You should do them. They should be the default, um, you know, of being sustainable. That next step is, you know, really bringing your voice and your opinion to a table, wherever that looks like. You know, it can be at the local level, the state level, at the federal level. I think you brought up, you know, um, institutional change. And that's a big component of of civic engagement you know, and sustainability. and sustainability, like it, it is, you know, um, communities and um, groups of people look different all across the United States. Um, and if, you know, more folks aren't paying attention to what's going on and, you know, bringing awareness to it and using their voice, people are going to be left out of that institutional change. It won't work for everyone. And so it's really, really important to make sure that we are allowing the space for as many voices as we can when we are looking at changing our laws or changing our, you know, systems because, um, you know, it, we, we, we need all the help we can get. <laughs> we want to make sure that it's equitable and just for everyone. So it's really important that we, we all kind of pitch in, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. In and whatever way you can. <laughs> completely, totally. Um, I hope that um, our listeners here have picked up on how important civic engagement <laughs> is to both of us um, and have a better idea, if they didn't already, um, have a better idea of what that means mm-hmm. and why it's so important, mm-hmm. um, especially environmentally um, and socially, mm-hmm. well, yeah. pretty much, and in any, any aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, because everything, all of, every aspect of our lives is impacted by, by government. Yeah. Especially, especially when we're looking at our environment, <laughs> uh, your day to day actions sometimes don't have as much control as you would like. Yeah, you know. And um, would you say, like, from your experience, that um, people sometimes lose sight of that, that they um, don't understand or um, feel disconnected from politics? Oh. I'm not interested in politics, or, yeah, I don't really, I don't care about politics. Yeah, 
No, I think so. There's one thing that um, a very wise professor once told me um, during my freshman year that every time you talk to someone who is passionate, you should tell them that they should run for office. I think when we, you know, uh, when we have conversations with people, we see how we can make a difference in our world. A lot of folks are very dissuaded from entering politics altogether. And I get it. It can be messy and it can be very scandalous and there there is corruption even you know in places where you might not think so I say you know we need more good people in politics you know if if you are a good person and you're passionate about something you know I'm telling you the listeners right now run for office you know like that's it is it's really important because I think there's a lot of disconnect I know even conversations with really close friends I've had well have you ever thought of you know being involved in in running for office being elected official was like oh no I can't do that like that's only corrupt people run for office I'm like well that's the point like you're not you're a good person you should run you know um so kind of understanding that there's space in politics for the folks that you know, might not necessarily be represented at the current moment. Like, just get out there. Just do it. Like, it, it can be your city commission. It can be the U.S. Senate. Like, just go out and see see what you can do. Yeah. The school board, the school school board, board. Is, a, is a good starting point. Yeah, city the school board. Um, the Senate. You know, the Senate, that one's a little more tricky. More long-term yeah, goal. Yeah, more long-term goal. You might need a little cash flow to get hey, that one started. and Senate. The, yeah, the, the Michigan Senate. Senate. Yeah, I've spent a lot of time in the Michigan House, and you'd be surprised um, how many folks are just normal people um, <laughs> that, you know, had a passion and decided to go for it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I think those are uh, definitely interesting suggestions for sure. Um, we'll get in more to um, some uh, kind of ground, on the ground, um, starter advice to where people should start. Um, but since I, I wanted to kind of step back and say, like, There's a lot of cynicism in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, People are skeptical. Um, They don't feel like they're being heard. Mm -hmm. And so what advice would you give to people who feel hopeless? Man, it's really hard. Um, You know, I, I think I'm a very optimistic person when it comes to this, but I also think I come from a lot of privilege. Um, I don't think at least in my opinion, there have been a lot of systems that have wronged me. I think I've been given a lot of opportunities to be successful um, because I think so much of the way that our institutions work in the United States have been set up for, you know, people like me to succeed. Um, so I have a lot of optimism and I know that there, that isn't the case for everyone. Um, I think, you know, it, it's really important to, you know, for one, Try to find positive news whenever you can. Um, I know, like, it's really disheartening when you look at the front page of, you know, the New York Times or the Washington Post, wherever you get your news, and it's going to be a lot of really negative headlines. Um, But I think, especially when it comes to the news, really try to find um, articles that show that there is hope and that good things are happening. Um, Recommend maybe even finding a local advocacy group in your area. and just going to a meeting. I remember when I was a freshman, I went to um, a citizens climate lobby meeting in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan, you know, where CNU is located. And that restored a lot of my faith in humanity, <laughs> um, that meeting. So I think, you know, if, if you are cynical, 
I think it, I, I, I'm not going to tell you that those feelings aren't valid because I know that there are days where I feel like that too. But, um, you know, try to surround yourself with either media or people that are going to give you some faith in, uh, you know, that the world is, is not always bad and there is hope out there and we are making progress. It just isn't always, you know, what we see on the front page of the news. I, I really like what you said there about um, finding a group of people. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also my answer to this question because, yeah, I do get very frustrated and very angry. And um, I wouldn't want to say, like, I um, feel anxiety. I would just say I feel a disappointment mm-hmm. more so um, and just frustrated. Um, things just, they don't seem to be looking up, right? Um, but the way that I personally get out of these types of funks is by speaking to people who are on the ground, who are doing things, and finding those people. Um, I think when people feel frustrated and hopeless, it's because they feel alone, um, and they feel like there's no one who understands them. Mm -hmm. And that's just frankly not the truth. Um, Mm -hmm. so something that motivates me to keep going is knowing that I'm not alone and understanding that um, there are groups of people, um, different organizations that are fighting for these causes and they're advocating for them and they will welcome you. Um, And um, whatever like uh, issues you're concerned about and um, changes you'd like to see, you are part of a team yeah whether you realize it or not um Mm -hmm. you're not alone and you just got to find that team you got to see who's out there and join them Mm -hmm. um I think that that's uh one of the most effective things you can do Mm -hmm. and also speaks to the nature of civic engagement um because it involves being part of a community yeah being a community having people that have your back having people with shared interests you know it's all it all it, it all builds on each other, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why these conversations seem to be so just all over the place because it's everything. Because <laughs> we're talking about one thing, but everything all at once, yeah, all together. Um, and once you see it, you you can't like separate it. Everything's interconnected. It's just it's just everything, you know. I I I make it a point to you know make sure I read the news or listen to you know like. A, NPR or something every single morning because I'm like I gotta be civically engaged today <laughs> at least something at least I'm 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 doing one little thing today um you know and yeah it, it there's so much that you can do that you know can make you an engaged citizen and I think that's a really the cool part about it yeah yeah totally um so kind of going from there um civic engagement um we're obviously based at CMU, so I'm kind of wanting to gear this toward our listener base. Um, where do you recommend people start? Yeah, um, I mean, I think it depends. Again, going back to that electoral and not electoral. So if you're someone that, you know, really wants to get a little bit more involved in the political side of civic engagement, anything that has to do with elections, I'd recommend, you know, either 
um, joining Central Votes, which is our nonpartisan voting advocacy group on campus that does a lot of work to make CMU a voter-friendly campus and a space where voting is accessible for all students. Um, I will always recommend Central Votes as um, a starting point. But there's also really awesome advocacy groups on campus. So if you're looking at, you know, changing legislation or you maybe identify with one political party or the other, there are student organizations on campus with a bunch of like-minded individuals that, you know, will be your team and help you, um, you know, achieve the things that you'd like to see um, change in your community, in your state, etc. Um, if you know maybe politics really isn't your jam <laughs> and I can get it, um, there's also great um, resources available at the Volunteer Center um, where I work. Um, we do a lot of um, outreach in the community, so we always have volunteer opportunities available for folks. Um, that's a really good resource to start off at CMU. Another piece of thing we haven't touched on is um, the importance of dialoguing and civic engagement. I think another, it can be open open not know a can of worms, but um, I'd really recommend, you know, for folks that say, you know, if I have a really hard time relating to people in my community to take um, a class at CMU called CGL 145. Um, it's an opportunity to kind of have conversations with um, other folks at CMU about um, different issues going on, social issues, um, and it's a really great way to kind of uh, get to know, um, you know, different viewpoints and understand, you know, how issues are intersectional and how people view them for different lenses. So those are just like a couple different uh, ways that I would say get started. Um, I know uh, a lot of folks that are really civically engaged are active in their churches, so that's another way to be civically involved. Um, it, it, there's a lot out there. <laughs> it's a it's a long list. It's I mean, a, it is a long list. With it being defined so broadly, mm -hmm. I mean, um, community service. Mm -hmm. um, we have the alternative breaks program, yeah, yeah. and as Maddie is here, she works for the Mary Ellen Brandle Volunteer Center. It mm -hmm. has plenty of volunteer opportunities. Um, a huge one is uh, regardless of how whether or not you want to be involved. Um, in the electoral or the um, community yeah. uh, civic engagement types. Um, everyone should be voting. Yeah, everyone should be <laughs> voting. I, we could do a whole other podcast on voting. Um, but yeah, no, everyone should be voting. I yeah. think that um, that's just like mm -hmm. base, base level. Vote and then work on everything else. <laughs> and that's what Central Civics is here for, to help you with that other stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I guess I know that I'm kind of putting you on the spot here, um, but what are some resources specifically uh, geared around voting um, that you'd recommend? Yeah, um, so I think one of the best resources available is actually going to be the state website. So it's going to be www.mi.gov backslash vote. And so our Secretary of State has been awesome in creating a um, website that is really user-friendly. So on that website, you can go there, you can register to vote, you can check if you're registered, you can apply for an absentee ballot online, um, and you can also, um, I think, like, change your registration address. Uh, so that's all available on that www.mi.gov backslash vote website. Um, so that's a good place to start off if you're, you know, not sure if you're registered or you need to get registered. Um, on the flip side, when you're actually looking to, you know, head to an election, you know, it's in it's November, maybe there's actually a May 3rd election uh, for our Mount Pleasant folks. Um, and 
www.vote411.org is a really great resources to find nonpartisan voter information. It's a um, database run by the League of Women Voters. And there you can find um, sample ballots and also information about, um, you know, the candidates, um, ballot initiatives, etc. I would also check out um, Ballotpedia, which is kind of like a Wikipedia, but for candidates. So it's another great way to kind of see what the issues are that folks are um you know, advocating for if they were to get elected, etc. Um, one last thing I would recommend. Um, Can y'all tell she has these memorized? Yeah, I have. Yeah, I've you've been, said this before. I have been regurgitating this for two years to everyone that steps in my path. But the final one is for any student that is a CMU um, student. Let me say student twice. Uh, any CMU student, if you log on to the Engage Central platform, which is where RSOs are registered, you can find events, um, etc. Um, there is an option in the right-hand corner of their screen that's going to ask you if you want to get um, ready to vote, I think is the exact title of the um, little button. Um, you click on that, and if you put in your information, you're going to be subscribed to a... Um, service called TurboVote. Now, I know that uh, subscription lists are a little bit, uh, you know, people don't like them, but this one only sends you information right when the deadlines are approaching so that you know, okay, if I haven't applied for my absentee ballot, I need to do that because in the next two weeks, um, the election's coming around and I won't be able to do that online. So TurboVote is another really, really great resource. If you need help registering for TurboVote or if you want more information about these websites that I have just rambled off, you can always visit the Volunteer Center. We are always happy to help connect students with these resources mm -hmm. yeah I personally use turbo vote um <laughs> and I highly recommend it because they don't spam me with emails mm -hmm. at all um I don't even remember registering um but I do remember being told like hey this election's happening and I'm like oh that's mm -hmm. right because we I get it I mean I forget yeah you forget it, it <laughs> it's like it's hard like I mean this is you know it's 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 a system that's designed to be a little bit tricky unfortunately so um you know any time you can give yourself an opportunity for a little reminder um i would always say to jump at that yes and where there is a system that is tricky mm -hmm. there are people who are trying to fix it yeah and make it easier <laughs> and to, to navigate. make it easier yes so we threw a lot of links at y'all whoever still stuck around uh, or maybe fast forwarded through that part um we will have the links posted um, with this uh, description and highly recommend you to check all those out. Um, so kind of to wrap up here, um, if you could ask our listeners of, to just do one thing, mm -hmm. take one thing away from this conversation, what's something that you'd want them to know? Mm. Besides vote, obviously. Besides vote, yes. Yeah. Um, I think... I think... You know, just remember that. I'll say two things. I'll say two things. Um, the civic engagement is broad. You're probably already doing one thing that is civically engaged. It's just, you know, working to um, be even more civically engaged. Um, and that second thing is uh, read the news. <laughs> that is my second one. It, it's the easiest one to do. Um, you know, it takes sometimes even takes very little time. It's accessible in all different mediums. But um, make sure you're staying up to date on kind of what's going on in your community, um, just so that you're informed when it does come time to vote. Um, you can recall past events or maybe, you know, what someone said and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, you're probably already doing civic engagement. 
You just need to, you know, take a couple extra steps and second, read the news. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's our responsibility to be civically engaged? 100%. <laughs> yes. Um, so I could nerd out right now and talk about all of the um, reasons why, you know, our democracy depends on, you know, our civic engagement and whatnot. But, um, you know, we, democracy works best when people are engaged. That's just the bottom line. Um, you know, it's an imperfect system, but when people aren't engaged, we have um, you know, apathetic citizens is what we call it. Folks that don't care what's going on. They don't care about their communities. They don't care about, you know, um, even their neighbor because in their head, you know, nothing they say or do can change the systems and they just become kind of grouchy. (laughs) And, um, also studies show that when people aren't engaged, polarization increases. So, um, people don't know, people don't know how to engage with one another. They don't understand, you know, why people are thinking the way that they're thinking or why things are happening this way and not in a different way. Um, so that's another really big uh, key, you know, piece of why civic engagement is so important. Um, and I think lastly, um, you know, our democracy is more just when the more voices we have to the table. Um, it, it, it just is. That's just, <laughs> it just is. I mean, that's, that's the way it's set up to yeah. be. Um, and so the more people bring to the table, the more people that are speaking up, um, the more equitable and just our systems are going to be and the happier we'll be overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Maddie. I've enjoyed hearing um, your insights, learning from you. I hope our listeners have as well. Um, wanted to add as well um, that a wise woman once told me that action is the antidote to despair mm. and civic engagement is action. I added on that last part. Ah, yes. Um, for the sake of this conversation, but also because it's generally important. Um, and so, on that note, we'd love to remind people that every day is Earth Day. And that's our catchphrase here. So, have a great night, um, and thank you for listening. Bye!